It is March 22nd, 2022. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by NYC Dima Diva Issa, and he is back from his cake run in San Diego. And his boycott last week due to lack of Nikita Lyons, he was sure she would be back tonight. Alas, she was not. But Alfred Kanawa, welcome back to the podcast. It is great to be back after doing my part and um, boycotting and eating cake, all kinds of flavors, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm glad to be back. You guys look fantastic. I thought you didn't like us anymore, Alfred. Never that. Never that. Always love you Good. guys. But, uh, you know, I was out in San Diego. I cannot turn down cake for the life of me. <laughs> I feel you. Uh, so before we dive into NXT tonight, we got a Dusty Cup winner. We got more matches for Stand and Deliver. We got uh, some events, some things. I mean, tonight yeah. was there were some good things that happened, but man, like, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to be positive about this. I like this show. This is still my favorite wrestling show on TV, but man, like, uh, yeah, just I felt like all I was missing tonight. I feel, I feel like I'm not as invested in the stories they're pushing right now. NXT 2.0 is your favorite wrestling show on TV out of all of them? I think consistently it has been. Maybe not like for the last two Don't weeks. Don't you remember when we talked about our relationship status with wrestling yeah. shows? Glenn said NXT <laughs> was the one for him. Yeah, so I mean, enough. I think I think NXT and Glenn are past the honeymoon stage of the True. relationship, and now it's getting real. Yeah, Seven gonna, years, whatever stretch, whatever you call it. Gonna have to take <laughs> a compatibility quiz, you know, and see uh, <laughs> what, what we have in common. Rekindle the flame. Do you know what NXT 2.0 love language is and maybe what is yours? You guys might need to just come up with a better understanding. It's true. I think my NXT. Yeah. And Tony D'Angelo and Nikita Lyons. I think, uh, (laughs) you know, and more goofy segments like the wedding. Okay. Yes. I don't think anything's going to top that wedding. I think if we hold out hope for that, we're going to be disappointed all the time. I know it was just so good. I mean, like it was legitimately great TV for a run there. And I feel like there are shades of greatness, but it's just, um, I don't feel like they're trying as much. I remember when XT 2.0 was new and it was like, whoa, they're really just throwing shit against the wall to see what sticks. And that was fun. That was fun times. And now it's was just kind of, it <laughs> I mean, look back at our attitudes then, you know, I don't know. I mean, the talent's good. The matches are good. I don't know. There are some people that they were throwing to the wall that to see if they stick. The back then I was like, this is not going to happen. And now I love, and there's people that I thought I was going to love that now I really don't care. So. Yeah. I, I, mean, I will say as a whole, NXT is a little easier to watch just because it seems like they finally figured out who they want to focus on. So it seems like right. it's a little more cohesive, but uh, I would say that it is starting to lose a little bit, but I, I actually think they're doing a decent job booking some of these feuds for stand and deliver, uh, except for a couple of them that we'll talk about tonight. I'm sure. I love Malcolm Bivens. I don't care about Creed. I care about the band Creed more than the tag team. Um, and wow. I never need to see Brooks and Dunn on NXT television ever again. In fact, Brooks and Dunn is the most the... impact. What's that? I thought, I mean, you had that great payoff for them to be like the Brooks Back Mountain type thing. You don't want to see that type of payoff at Stand and Deliver? They are not going in that direction. If they were instead, <laughs> they, you know, they feel like the most TNA impact tag team in all of NXT. No filter, Glenn, tonight. I love it. Tell us how you really feel, Glenn. 
But besides, tonight, I'm sorry, Wendy Chu, superstar, beloved by the masses. Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai do not win the belt. They should get a tag team. Yeah, but they will. They'll still get the tag team shot. It's very weird how they're doing this, but I think they'll still get the shot. Weird. Some might say completely nonsensical, but sure. Yes, weird. Let's go with weird. (laughs) Um... It's just little things like that, you know? And, I mean, the, and the, the Chase U segments have gotten better, but they're still not. Oh, I love them. I, no, they're entertaining, I but I don't care about the feud. I just, like, let Andre Chase just show up and drop a couple bleeped F-bombs every week. I'm like, fine with that. Thing. Give him a live yeah. promo segment. I mean, these, these things are great. He doesn't even need to wrestle. He can just show up and do that and yell at somebody. And I think uh, we're good. But before we get into this, let's talk about the important issues Inquiring minds want to know. Hot topics tonight, folks. Tonight's night of hot topics. We're going to debate hot topics. It's going to be awesome. All right. It's going to be good. <laughs> uh, but before we get into our hot topics, Alfred, what's going on in the news? Um, well, uh, pretty hot topics, fairly lukewarm topics, I would say. But uh, one, again, more good news for Big E in terms of his injury not being as bad as people initially thought it might be. Of course, he does have a broken C1, but he's not going to need surgery. And he tweeted today that he narrowly escaped a stroke paralysis or death for his doctor. He tweeted, had my first doctor's appointment and learning because of the C1 fracture, narrowly escaped a stroke paralysis or death is very sobering. Life feels even more precious in valuable now so big e on the mend um most likely not going to be part of wrestlemania but that's the least of the worries in terms of his health uh, but looks like he got very lucky he said i mean yeah he did and and sending all of my positive vibes and healing vibes to big e i think he's handling this like a pro been watching him on his instagram stories he's making the best out of this but when you saw the bump of that friday night i i thought it was going to be really bad i mean it looked very very terrifying so hearing this doesn't shock me because i i i i was hoping and praying that it was going to be nothing and it is still at you know his neck still broken but it could have been so much worse so i'm glad that he's okay and maybe you know just seeing what could have happened is going to give him a new outtake on life so that's good for him but hopefully he gets better soon hope so i mean this is the thing. It's like, I don't, I'm not thinking about the return. I'm just thinking like day by day, how is he doing? Is he okay? Is he going to recover fully from this? Because uh, the more details we learn, it looked terrifying. And it turns out it, it absolutely was. Everyone had full right to be concerned. And I'm just glad he's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like he's definitely going to recover for this. I think they're going to take their time in terms of how long the timeline is. You know, this is obviously a very serious injury, regardless of uh, whether he suffered paralysis or not. And, you know, a broken C1 is no joke. So I hope they take all the time in the world. But this guy, just because he's big E, is going to be as over as anybody when he comes back. And I just do think there is a very uh, poignant and beautiful story to be told of him coming back. But that, of course, is way ahead of us. I just am glad that biggie is now really using the most of his personality which uh he has in spades in in terms of dealing with this issue on twitter absolutely um well going uh forward paige van zant looks like uh she did an interview recently and she said that she was actually courted by wwe in addition 
to AEW. She visited their headquarters and she said that uh, it wasn't uh, a good fit. She didn't feel it would be as good of a fit in WWE. This according uh, to an interview with uh, Renee Paquette and Misha Tate on Sirius XM's Throwing Down with uh, Renee mm. and Big Brother winner, celebrity Big Brother winner Misha Tate. Uh, they did an interview and Paige said that it wasn't a good fit. She's with AEW, of course, alongside Dan Lambert. And I really do think that that was a difference in Paige Van Zandt deciding to go to WWE or AEW is uh, her relationship with Dan Lambert. Uh, Glenn, I think uh, what made WWE not a good fit? That's really the question. You know, what were they pitching creatively uh, when she went to visit their headquarters? What kind of snacks did they offer? Was there yeah, uh, some sort of complimentary gift bag? What was in the gift bag? <laughs> you guys, for me, like, if I feel I'm a free agent, this better be like the movie Johnny Be Good, and you better be trying to woo me to come to your promotion. You know, don't just bring me in and like, oh, sit down with Vince McMahon for five minutes. Would you like some bottled water? No, I want swag. I want a literal red carpet rolled out for me. You know, be competitive. And WWE just apparently was not competitive enough. I, I would assume that a lot of it had to do with how she was going to be presented. And I think her with Dan Lambert and the, and the faction, somebody coming in first time into this kind of industry, maybe she feels more comfortable in that kind of way. You know, I don't know how WWE presented her, but they would have probably brought her in alone. And that might have not been something that she was wanting to do. So whatever, she made the best choice for her. And that's what matters. As long as she's comfortable with her choice, she's going to be great. She absolutely did make the best choice. And I think there are two words in terms of the choice she made being a better fit than WWE, and that's OnlyFans. She's one of the biggest OnlyFans artists. She makes a lot of money from there. And WWE is very dicey in terms of wrestlers being able to license themselves and have that type of a third-party deal. And she has one of the most lucrative OnlyFans. And I think that might have been a sticking point, not only the fact that she wants to continue it as an independent contractor, but also maybe the content for WWE might have been a little too hot for TV. So I do think she's a better fit in AEW. So part of my ignorance, because I hear people talk about this all, all the time, what is this OnlyFans people keep talking about? It is a wholesome, uh, I believe it's a church service where you donate tithes in order to see, uh, you know, have conversations with Father, anything that you need to get off your chest religiously. I actually did a baptism through OnlyFans one time. I will personally be glad to explain to everybody what OnlyFans is. In order to do that, you need to subscribe to my OnlyFans.com slash NYC Demon Diva. But n- number one none on OnlyFans <laughs> is NYC Demon Diva. I love your scripture last week, by the way. <laughs> Wait, what? Your oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I put yeah. A, I put a lot of thought into that. Yes. <laughs> What's next in the news? <laughs> okay, our final story. Okay, let's pull it together. DJ Valentino Khan has been announced to appear at WrestleMania. He'll be the first ever DJ to perform at WrestleMania. This news, of course, broken by Alfred Kunova Forbes. That's right. I had it before everybody else did. Uh, but it's all in place, including the pages of WrestlingInc.com, as WWE has announced that their first musical performance will be Valentino Khan. And I was actually at SummerSlam. He was in Vegas kind of warming the crowd up. Uh, playing music. He did a very good job. He used some classic wrestler themes, mixed them with hip-hop themes, and this is just more of WWE's marriage to hip-hop through Valentino Khan, Issa. I didn't remember him being a SummerSlam. Uh, so <laughs> when I read your fantastic article, I was okay. like, 
I was there. Why don't I remember this? But I think it was more during the pre-show, which I was yes. still trying to get in and hanging out outside of Allegiant Stadium. I'm super excited. I think it's like a lot different. People complain when they bring in a musical act and they stop the show for them to perform. I think this is more of a vibe, and I think it's going to do an excellent job bringing a little bit of more urban vibe to old school wrestling themes. I'm excited. It's very exciting. Yeah, it might be the same deal where he does it in the pre-show. So I don't know, um, you know, it hasn't been specified in terms of when, but I I think he's very talented. I've been saying for years, there's more we could do culturally uh, with wrestling and music. I pitched, you know, pre-pandemic, Matt Coon and I were talking about this. Like there needs to be like a wrestling, there needs to be like a wrestling weekend pay-per-view, like cover band that shows up and just like Mm. plays covers of wrestling themes and then does it like a night where it's karaoke and people can get up there and sing their favorite wrestling theme with the full band. So I think having a DJ working wrestling themes with hip hop together is a marriage made in heaven. That's amazing. That sounds awesome. Shout out to Matt Coon. He's a good guy. Because think about when you're at Mania, think about all that extra time that you have at night, everything gets done. And so you just want to go out to the bar. What extra time? There's shows nonstop from like Thursday (laughs) until like Tuesday. I I don't know if I'm going to have time for karaoke. You know what? You make time for karaoke. Let's be real. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you had like a big event, look how big Wally Mania has been, like those parties. If you had stuff like that going on every night where you could just go and blow off steam, maybe not watch wrestling. Uh, Speaking of which, Access this year, holy shit, what they're doing with the Superstore and the panels. Did you see the night of WrestleMania? They're having an access panel. Like starts at 11.30, I think it's with Shawn Michaels and NXT 2.0 after Mania at the access oh superstore. Oh my goodness, at 11.30 p.m.? I believe yes. so, if I read that. Oh. Yes, I think the panels start like 11 a.m. and they go all the way to 11.30 p.m. Now, this is crazy because for what they're charging for these panels used to be what it costs to get into access or access. Yeah, but it's a panel. You're not going to get. Yeah, you're not going to get that meet and greet interaction with them. Yeah, like you access, used to. But, but even back in the day, you had to pay separate prices for the, for the meet and greet and still well, had to premium. get into access. Yeah. yeah, for the VIP. But access tickets used to be like 40 or 50 bucks. So now that they're charging mm-hmm. that for the panels, it just it mm-hmm. seems insane to me. Very nickel and dime. Yeah, but you can still get into access itself for like 10 or 15, I think it is, which is a good deal. That is good, but that's just the superstore and you get to like. No, no, no. There's like, there's an axe, not an. You can do the superstar entrance, the okay. ramp thing. You can, you can do the commentary. So they're still going to have that part of, that, of access and it's quite low price to get into it. Now, here's the key though how many different flavors of Mountain Dew Kickstart will they have free samples of? Because I would, oh, drink, my, I would drink my admission price. In Mountain Dew Kickstart, just to feel like I was getting my money's worth. <laughs> Glenn, I will FaceTime you when I'm there if they're doing Mountain <laughs> Dew uh, free samples, and you'll tell they me which that. ones and, to take. And and they didn't put limits on it either. By the way, I stood at that free sample table for like a, like people were getting lines for Coke and Pepsi, and I'm like, no, I have all I need to replenish me right here in these wonderful fruity, not fruity, fruitish flavors of Mountain Dew Kickstart, which for those that don't know, Mountain Dew Kickstart legitimately Mountain Dew said, we're going to make a breakfast drink like Carnation Instant Breakfast for the uh, Sunny D for the crowd that thinks Sunny D is too much health food. We're going to have Mountain Dew Kickstart. That's the pink one that they have, right? It's like the kind of pink. They have a couple different flavors. Yeah, they have a couple different flavors. Sugar-free version, too. If Sunny D is too too, uh, crunchy granola for you, you know, a little too Whole Foods, Mountain Dew Kickstart's (laughs) got your back, you know? Uh, Anything else? Anything else? Because we got big, we got hot topics and big ideas. 
to discuss hot topics. This. Let's get into these hot topics. I can't wait. Okay. So in the year 22, 22, Issa, could the show Different Strokes be rebooted? And how would you go about doing it? I don't think it should be rebooted. I'm tired of shows being rebooted. I think this new generation needs to be creative and come up with their own stuff and stop stealing ours. Okay, Alfred, Alfred, hot take. What do you got on this? What do you got for me? I would uh, reboot it with a black man adopting a bunch of white children. Yes, I exactly. like that. I like now, that. I've been trying to crack this code, but here's my idea. Todd Bridges, the only living original cast member of Different Strokes, He's only in his 50s. He's still a relatively young guy. He, you he, he kicked the addiction problem. He was he found a celebrity God. big brother too. Yeah, yeah, he's yep. doing well. So, so in the story, Dana Plato's Kimberly dies and leaves her white children in the custody of Todd Bridges. Todd Bridges, who has uh, his own child through Charlene, who was played by his girlfriend, Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson could be his divorced wife, has a recurring role on the show. And Todd Bridges, we get to a reverse of the original. The only thing I can't figure it out is how do we explain what happened to Arnold without like bumming people out? Because I like to say like Arnold's president of the United States, but we're not going to get a Gary Coleman cameo. And I think that will disappoint people. They could uh, do like what they did with Gina when she and Martin wouldn't be on screen together and just say that, oh, she's in the other room or or whatever, you know, she missed her plane or flight or something like that. He doesn't have to actually die in this universe. CGI. CGI. President Arnold Jackson. Yeah. Or listen, the, the new movie, what was it? Halloween. They didn't do a CGI. They actually did a prosthetic to bring back the doctor from the original Halloween. They, they did it with makeup because everybody was like, oh, that's too good to be CGI. And that's what they ended up doing. They found somebody similar height, similar build, and they just kind of like put the makeup on him. So you could, you could make it happen. See, there you go. Hot topics and big ideas we are solving on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Hologram Gary Coleman. I... May he rest in peace. I miss yeah. Gary Coleman. He was so goddamn talented. So talented. Yeah. Uh, all of Different Strokes, by the way, free with your Amazon Prime subscription. I recommend the Amazon where Sam, uh, episode where Sam gets abducted. As we discussed Friday, the kidnapper yeah. looks like Arn Anderson. Watch season eight, episode one and two. Uh, so NXT North America title ladder match opened the show tonight. Solo Sokoa versus Roderick Strong. Winner is going to be in the ladder match. For the NXT North American title, think about where Roderick Strong was once in the Undisputed Era, the last man left of the faction. And here he is tonight getting a uh, lengthy match, a chance to get his stuff in, but ultimately losing to Solo Sokoa. Alfred, what did you think of this match? That was fine. I think Solo has so much more potential than Roderick Strong. Now that Kyle O'Reilly is gone, Roderick Strong is the new Mr. Charisma in NXT 2.0. He he's wearing that mantle very well, but uh, I liked what I saw from Solo Sokoa. This was a fine wrestling match, uh, but couldn't get into it. There wasn't really a conflict here, uh, so it was just a good technical match. Issa. I love the match. I thought that it might have been one of my favorite Solo Sokoa matches in, in NXT 2.0 so far, but that's the thing. The entire focus of this match goes to Solo Sokoa. Maybe it's because of what they've done with Roderick Strong. There's no investment into it, but Solo Sokoa just looks... So beyond NXT 2.0, and he's great. Now, with him qualifying, I can tell you, does he have a chance at winning the North American title? I love everything that Carmelo Hayes is doing right now, but I do think that Solo Sokoa poses a threat. If this was one-on-one, if this was Solo versus Carmelo, that could be match of the night at Stand and Deliver. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they could do a lot of things. I, I'm pretty ex- fairly excited about this ladder match because I do feel like that they have enough people in there who are more or less seasoned and would know what to do and kind of 
organize it. And then they have a lot of talented guys in there who can do high flying stuff. Um, but, you know, in terms of who's going to win after I saw that promo from Cameron Grimes, I don't think there's any way he loses. It'd be really? wild if they beat him uh, after the promo that he got tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk about that. We'll get into that. But this was a good match to open up the show. But it was just a warm up for Tony D'Angelo versus Dexter Loomis tonight. Uh, we also learned that Persia and Duke Hudson are uh, Duja. Is there? Oh God! Horrible tell. couple name. Horrible. Is they're yeah, about that... to fail just based on the name? Sounds a little dirty too. Say that again. Duja. <laughs> Everyone, just pause a moment. Let your minds run wild with what that would entail. <laughs> well, at least oh, it's yeah. clean. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> it smells fine in here. Right? <laughs> Tony D'Angelo versus Dexter Loomis. Yes. Uh, Tony won, which was good. Of course he won. Yeah, he did. There was like no... Glenn, Glenn, I had to stop you. Okay. Where is your excitement when you talk about Tony D'Angelo? What happened to you, Glenn? No, I'm excited for him to go over on Champa, I actually would have liked it better if we got more vignettes from Tony tonight. They almost didn't need to have this match. I think Tony wrestling should be special and safe for pay-per-views. And the rest of the time we should just get vignettes and insight into the D'Angelo family. Valid point. Yeah. I would like to see the family tree rolled out. Uh, And he cut a good promo after this match, but I thought, I just thought it was weird how he uses his crowbar and he smacks Dexter in the face with it. And then they're like, oh, the official didn't see it. It's like right in front of the guy. The people in the final row could probably see it. And they had to convince us that even though in plain sight, he did it literally in front of the ref, the referee somehow missed him smacking him with a crowbar. So it was very hard for me to suspend my disbelief with that one. Do you think Tommaso Ciampa is trolling us by saying this could be his swan song? Let's stand and deliver. Mm. No, I see him going back to NXT. I think maybe he's been told or he thinks that for now it's his last time, but it will not be. Whether he's trolling us or not, this is not his last time in NXT. I don't think so. That should yeah, be a vignette. Def- he's definitely pulling a Tom Brady on us. That should be a vignette. Yeah. Some gentlemen uh, pick up Tommaso Ciampa, take him for a ride in the back of a limo, give him a briefcase, promises of, you know, a really uh, cush job. If things go Tony's way, it's stand and deliver. There's a lot they could do with this. There's a lot yeah. they're not doing with this, you know? Yeah. I, I like seeing Tony wrestle. I like. No, I, do. I didn't like that he has to do some kind of weird shenanigans to win the match. Like, we don't need that. He's about to face Trump. I'll give him a clean win. But there's so much going on. They're intertwining all of the storylines together. But I like the win. I like the... I like the promo, and I like Tommaso Champa getting one over him to, at the end. I, I think Tommaso Champa is going to pay the price for that. He's, he, that's not going to go unnoticed by the GOAT, Tony D'Angelo. Yep. Tommaso messed up. Yes. So, after that, tonight, Electra Lopez versus Fallon Henley. Yeah, this was fun. I like seeing Electra Lopez wrestling again. I thought she looked dominant. They gave him a little bit of time. This is when I looked at the clock and realized it was only 8.38 and it felt like so much had happened in NXT already and I couldn't believe we weren't even an hour in. That being said, always enjoy seeing Electra in the ring. She just looks so dominant and I thought she looked great. 
I did too. I, I thought this match was way better than it had any business being. I was kind of looking at this like, uh-oh, there's two very inexperienced, and uh, I don't know how this is going to go in terms of both of them. But I mean, I don't know if I forgot or if she just vastly improved in this. But Electra Lopez is very charismatic in the ring in terms oh, yeah. of how she talks trash, how she goes about her business. I was really kind of sucked in by that. And I, I don't know if it's an improvement or just because she hasn't been on TV for so long wrestling that – we right. forgot about it, but she was, I thought, very good in terms of her character in this match. And I thought this was a good match. I thought they worked very well together. Can you- Yeah, to your point yeah. on that, sorry, Glenn, but to your point yeah. on that, even her entrance, I thought she looked so dominant and just looked so amazing. And it was like, I forgot what her wrestling entrance even looked like because we yeah. see her, but not in this perspective. I don't know why they're not doing more with her, but I hope that she moves on to some significant feud in the women's division soon. Um... Goddard Del Fantasma versus Brooks and Dunn, not a feud I ever would have thought would happen. Yeah, we're getting it over over the Who Done It storyline. I thought they were feuding with the Mysterios. I want that I wanted to see. Dominic yeah. looked like he belonged in NXT last week, and now this week it's just like, <laughs> yeah, we're moving on like that didn't even happen. Yeah, I think that was a one week thing, and they're gonna because they're obviously going on to the no, Logan Paul I, I Miz. Think, but um, I thought that Ray was there dropping off Dominic last week, being like, "Okay, <laughs> okay, my child, this is where you belong. I'm gonna leave you here for a couple of months. I'll come back when you're ready." <laughs> <laughs> it's like summer camp. Yep. <laughs> I'm just saying, Legado the Fantasma versus the Mysterios. I want to see it. This, oh yeah, I don't want to see it. Yeah, it's really bad. 100% agree. I think that would be a really good match. Yeah. Um, so, Electra Lopez got that win. She looked fantastic tonight. Yeah, so, very so much presence. So much yeah. presence. They need to give her her own stable. Because I remember when they just kind of took away um, Santos Escobar and gave her Legado del Fantasma. And now he's back. And so it's like they're, they've shared custody of this stable. She just needs her own stable to kind of, you know, build energy around. I think she could be good in that role. Imagine if you give her a stable of women, super powerful women, right? Mm-hmm. Put Nikita Lyons with her, put like maybe oh, Lash yeah. Legend with her, and they go after Toxic Attraction. A yeah. thread where you go like, oh my God, Toxic Attraction is going to be done with if these women come for her. Like, let her be yeah. like that, but with a stable of women, and, and let's go after the women with power. And I think, I think it will be fun to see Electra lead uh, a stable of women. No, I agree. Um, but uh, if you had something like that, there, there's like no plausible way to not to have have them be the champions. There's also no William Regal to yell out war games if he comes down to that. <laughs> I wonder if they just have a sample of William Regal yelling war games. <laughs> you'll, never, you'll never hear it. You'll, you'll never hear it as long as he's under contract. With AEW. <laughs> so no, he'll just he'll just running and slap everyone and go back to AEW. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I cannot stress enough how freaking weird NX or WWE 2K22 is to be playing through that game and just see Regal, all these faces, all these wrestlers. Just, I mean, it's very surreal how outdated it is. I was watching a YouTube video today, and I can't remember if it was what culture or cultaholic. Somebody made like the ten best looking characters in two K, and I think you had like Keith Lee, you had Cesaro. There was so many in their top <laughs> ten list that I was like, oh god. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm glad that these people get to be in the game and they get the royalties for it. But yeah, it's it's gotta be a weird experience to 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 play with people that aren't not even there anymore. And it just tells you how sudden those firings were and how it's obviously WWE doing something that they weren't prepared for. So when they're on two different pages like that, that's what you're going to get. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, so after this match, we had uh, Draco Anthony backstage, Zion Quinn. Draco's phone rings and he had a video from Joe Gacy. That's terrifying. That's a terrifying cameo to get. <laughs> you know what's terrifying that he turned the phone but the video was shot horizontally so it was like you didn't need to turn the phone to show I that did. like that bothered the crap out of me I'm so glad I wasn't the only one I was like bro you didn't need to turn the, the phone <laughs> okay <laughs> this uh I don't know this is doing nothing for me in terms of I, I feel like Joe Gacy deserves better. It's crazy as it is to say that. I know he's very polarizing, but that's the thing about him is that, you know, he seems to, his character seems to be very polarized in terms of what they do with it. But I think that, I don't know if the, these baby faces are bringing the best out of him. There's really not much there because we don't know too much about these baby faces. Yeah. And that's a problem. That's a great that, thing. That's a challenge. Hot topics and big ideas, folks. Alfred, are the Academy Awards still relevant in the year 2022? Absolutely not. It means something to win them. Don't get me wrong. Oscar winners are great. I hope Denzel wins this year again. But the award show itself is a thing of the past. You need to find another way. It's going to turn into an awards podcast. Just watch within a couple of years. Maybe we'll give some awards here on the Wrestling Podcast. Issa, are you tuning in for the Uh, Oscars this weekend? I agree. I think think awards are just a, a popularity contest, and only the people that agree to show up are the ones who get the prize. So, yeah, no, no, they're not as relevant. Besides, they always, like, leave out movies that are good just because they're not critically acclaimed. Like, come on, stop that. Yeah, the fact that the Batman Dark Knight wasn't nominated for an Oscar, that's the day the Oscars started to jump the shark. Yeah. I thought Matthew Lillard should have gotten an Oscar nomination for his role as Shaggy in the Scooby-Doo film. (laughs) I mean, Leo DiCaprio had to get molested by a bear to win a freaking Oscar after all of the roles, incredible roles that he's been a part of. That's how you know. That's how you know how sick they really are. (laughs) Or how sick Leo is, because that's a very extreme circumstance in order to win a little golden award. Do you think he's kept in touch with Kirk Cameron after their work together on Growing Pains? I hope so. I would love to see those group chats. (laughs) Me too. Terry Allen Jr., $2. The Weekend Sacrifice song, Did You Trio Listen? Is that the WrestleMania song? I don't know what it's called, but the WrestleMania song is not clicking for me because you had the moving graphics with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns with this, like, nice-sounding song in the background. And I was like, no, these two men want to kill each other and you have this super chill song in the background. That's not going to cut it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about it as a combat song, but it does slap for me. I, 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 it's taking longer for me to get sick of this song compared to some of the other songs they have. Even featuring The Weeknd, I don't remember what song they used, but a couple of years ago, they just played it to death and I was over it. But they I used haven't gotten over this one yet. They used, uh, they used Raj Giri's theme. Oh, yeah. 
The blinding uh, lights. The flashing, the fla oh, yeah. I said flashing lights. Same thing, you know, some kind of lights yeah. doing something. Well, well, let me ask you something, Glenn and Alfred. Which WrestleMania song drove you the craziest? I'll go first. Welcome to my house. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> God. <laughs> I still cannot listen to it. <laughs> Here was my nightmare of Dallas that weekend. Was that song and just the fucking woo chance. Everywhere oh I God. went, it was oh, just yeah. like my house and woo. <laughs> just like nonstop. I would have rather been at the gathering of the juggalos and people chanting family and whoop whoop than at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having to hear the Wu chants that were just like they and they've never been cool. The Wu chants never, never been cool. It's always been kind of dumb. Yeah, it is a rite of passage at wrestling events. Mine would be WrestleMania 22 Big Time by Peter Gabriel. I just oh my sick God, of it yeah. from the second I played it. It it is the least wrestling song I've ever heard. I kind of like that song though. Peter Gabriel's very talented. It just did not fit for it. Just did not fit for WWE. I got Rick song in the chat. My way or the heart. I thought it's so true. That's so. Okay. It was overplayed, and some of these songs are not bad. They just get so overplayed during WrestleMania season that you just can't deal with it anymore. I will say though, that was one of the best builds they've ever done in terms yeah. of The Rock versus Austin and playing that my way. I associate it with one of the best builds they've ever done to WrestleMania in 2001 and that they have all these my way vignettes. And yeah, it did get overplayed, but I wasn't sick of it by the end, I don't think. I tend to become more fun of songs that they use in their video packages than the mm. official song. You know, like whether it's WrestleMania or other events, like when they did mo that monster video package with Brian, like I mm -hmm. love that song and listen to it immediately. Think of that. I don't remember what video package they did when Shane McMahon came back, right? When he was fighting the undertaker, but there's a song on that video package that made my playlist right away. And I never even heard it before. They do a better job with their video packages songs that they do with the song that they pick to be the theme. It's Brian Barry buck 99. Brian's still chilling in bed, taking those selfies. Saying, <laughs> I miss the old themes back in the day. I'm assuming he means yeah. themes like uh, the theme from New York, New York at the first WrestleMania. <laughs> I think he's talking about Jim Johnston. Bring him back. Oh, yeah, seriously. What's he been up to? Have you ever put out anything post-retirement? No, just uh, let him go. He was talking about how it's more difficult to get work because WWE doesn't do credits. They don't roll the right. credits and show your name. So uh, people don't know that he made all that music in terms of in the music business. What in the hell are CFO up to? Uh, I don't know if they're, no, they're not WWE's in-house producers. No, not anymore. anymore. Not yeah, for a couple no, of years. No, no. Yeah. But I mean, like they're, you'd think they'd be networking, hustling. I mean, their sound was very current, very good, very diverse. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised. Maybe, I mean, if anyone out there knows, are they producing stuff? I mean, it seems like in today's music landscape, they're as poised as anyone for success. <laughs> maybe they're yeah. with AEW. Well, no, it's, uh, Mikey Ruckus, right? He's doing everything. Well, yeah, yeah he's doing it, yeah. but maybe, you know, he's not doing it by himself. I'm sure somebody's helping him. Oh, maybe. I mean, a uh, lot of the AEW songs are regular songs. So. Yeah, they need to step that up. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, License more Action Bronson. I hope Veer comes out to Action Bronson, and this just becomes Veer and Hook are just like Veer needs to be there to troll Hook, and like he'll get over ironically the same way. And whatever Hook did that week, WB kind of trolls it with Veer. You guys, Veer is finally coming. Yes, I can't wait. I already did come. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me finish. <laughs> Apparently, you 
having that effect on all of us, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not the only one. Oh my God. Should we end this podcast now? I don't think I can continue. You know, Origel isn't just for numbing your teeth, Alfred. You can really use that as a topical anesthetic <laughs> on any part of your body. I'll consider. Um, I'm not sure I can continue. I just. Send beer before it's too late. Oh. Ryan Barry, dollar nine. This is like thinking about baseball. The raw theme from Nickelback sucked. Just so guys, just think about Nickelback. You know. And, oh yeah, uh, that will kill. Yeah. That will kill the laugh real quick. Yeah, Jesus, wait a minute. Bring the move down with Nickelback. Uh. Okay, let's talk about, though, speaking of music and CFO and a return tonight, Robert Roode is glorious <gasps> once again. Oh, my God, yes. For the first time in moment. ages, the what music, the robe, the sparkle, the uh. entrance, all in NXT. It's like uh, five years have passed, yet no time has passed at all. Yeah, this is great Oh, friend. my God. It was so good. It reminded me of those days when he came to NXT. He was cutting those promos in the mansion, wearing the suit. That Bobby Roode was sexy. Whatever they did with him in the main roster, not sexy. So True. seeing him get his sexy back tonight was beautiful. He's grown and sexy. I just want to throw that out there. Bobby Roode, <laughs> grown and sexy. Yeah, this may, I, I forgot how good this gimmick was. And it was just like, yeah, I know. it was like just yesterday. Him and Dolph have been revitalized by NXT. And this is good to see him here. And I think he should stay here. If they don't have any ideas or he's just going to kind of be this good hand on the main roster, I think there's a lot of mileage to be had out of Bobby Roode as, you know, the glorious Bobby Roode that he was in NXT. Mm-hmm. And tonight he got a showcase match with Braun Breaker. Braun did go over, but Bobby really got to, uh, show his uh, talents in a way that he hasn't in quite some time. This was a fun match. It was so much fun. It was, it just really felt like I was in a weird, like dimension in which the old NXT and the new NXT just came together and it was beautiful to watch. And I, I just loved that. I was a very, I was a very big fan of Bobby Roode in NXT and I do agree. I think he should just stay here because he just looks like a million dollars. Absolutely. He looked very good tonight. It was very uh, nice moment, a homecoming of sorts to have him back in NXT doing that entrance. And the match was good. I mean, Dolph, whatever, interfering, all to be expected. Braun still won. Didn't um, Drake Maverick pee on one of his robes one time? Did he? <laughs> yeah, on, yeah, on Raw. I, I swear I'm not making this up. I'm going to find it. I, there oh, was something like about the 24-7 was, segment. Yeah, it was a weird segment. So no, when he was with the altars of pain, something happened. I know oh, what I thought I'm that was. With, I'm uh, gonna find it. That was Braun Strowman when he was at ringside and had to do that. No, no, not when he peed himself. There was oh, something weird right. that went on with one of his robes. Now I gotta go back and remember. And I don't know why I'm thinking about this. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not gonna chime in further. No, on chime in. Let's hear some. Yeah, Glenn. Hot topics. <laughs> I don't want this too hot. I'll tell you guys off the air, though. Um, but uh, <laughs> anyhow, uh, I'm flustered and I've lost. I've lost my way. Um, so we had Grayson Waller versus A Kid tonight. Grayson going over pretty easily after all this hype for A Kid. I am so pissed off. <laughs> yeah. 
Speaking of 50, viewing. 50. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, 50, 50 booking. You hype up the kid. You give him this video package, showcase him last week just for him to lose. Just like that. What was that? What was the point? How are we supposed to be invested in a kid? Now he's nothing but a kid. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, one step forward, one step back is what they do, and it's not creating any stars. And might I just say, I don't know if it was because of how athletically a kid took it. And, you know, he's a great athlete, but that finish by Grayson Waller has got to go. They got to come up with something else. It's the fakest thing you've ever seen. It, it takes all this coordinate, coordination and it just never, even when they hit it, which they did tonight, it just never looks real and looks like a realistic finisher that would beat somebody. I just think you need something else. Yeah. Um, and they announced after this for the last spot, it'll be Cameron Grimes versus Roderick Strong versus A-Kid to see who gets that last spot in the ladder match. It's going to be Cameron Grimes. It's, it's got to be Cameron Grimes. <laughs> Let's talk about that promo tonight. What did you like about it? Um, I thought it was a good promo. You know, I'm not saying it's this all-time promo. I'm just saying the story they're telling in terms of this ladder match is on one hand, Carmella Hayes is being the cocky heel, saying I could take on everybody. So that kind of lends itself to getting your comeuppance when you bite off more than you could chew. And Cameron Grimes' story is my dad died, and this is for my dad in terms of all he taught me and to make him happy uh, because he loved wrestling so much. And if they beat Cameron Grimes telling that story, hopefully they have a good follow-up or whatnot, but this just seems like it is a story being told to lead up to a happy ending of Cameron Grimes finally winning his first title. Yeah, I mean, I love the promo and I like what Cameron Grimes is doing. It's just I can't fully get behind him because I've done it in the past and then they end up not pulling the plug here because there's a more personal element to the story that he's telling us. I do lean more towards what Alfred is saying to where he has a chance, but I actually see Solo Sokoa more than Cameron mm. Grimes being the person that takes that title off of Carmelo Hayes. You can go in the direction of you let your emotions get the best of you. You know, like, I don't know. If, if they don't, like Alfred said, if you don't have Cameron Grimes win after these promos that he's been cutting, you better have a really good follow-up for it. I feel like Grimes is just so overdue for the main roster at this point. I mean, there's a lot of people in NXT that are, and they're still there, so. Yeah, yeah. he is. And I don't know if I like... I like this promo and I like the story they're telling. I don't, in terms of the character, I don't know if I like emo Cameron Grimes. I, I liked him better as the eccentric. It's literally what's happened to Bruce Wayne, where Bruce Wayne's a yeah. billionaire, but he's an emo billionaire in the Batman, and Cameron Grimes is now an emo millionaire. Well, he could do a Jimmy Jacobs old gimmick, you know, and start. Yeah. That's a mile. Maybe he'll lose him. all of his money like Baron Corbin and go poor. Go homeless, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they're going with that. Creed versus the Grizzled Young Veterans tonight. But the real story is who was trashing the backstage area after Creed won this match? I have no clue who this could be. I'm going to see the Briscoes. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, sure. Now I'm sure it's the Briscoes. <laughs> I think it's MSK. I think it's MSK. Wow. I it was weird the way they did that, right? With the video and then they, they were texting, but you were seeing the text on the screen. I was like, you're, you're trying too hard now. You're trying Maybe too it's hard. the hacker. The yeah, no, MSK is too stoned to put their hoodies on correctly and send these text messages while vandalizing. You Maybe mean to tell me you've never figured things out better when you're high? 
because I've had those moments. We discussed my experience with the edibles where I thought I was going to die and I was listening to music of time of the season came on and I really just thought I like freaked the fuck out like when my wife had the best night's sleep of her life next to me while I was crying in the fetal position. Uh, So no, I don't think see things more clearly when I'm high. Alfred, have you had those moments where things just seem easier or you feel smarter when you... You know, 100%. And in terms of the, the different ice cream that I, I've had, it depends on the type of ice cream, but I have had those right. moments of clarity where it's just like, wow, I, I see everything. Right. I could hack a computer. Easy work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, the next morning, your computer just doesn't even power on and you have no idea what happened to it. But we've had those moments. <laughs> Maybe there's a surprise debut. Maybe Ali is going to NXT as the hacker. I mean, I don't know if he's going anywhere. In the I, I doubt that Ali is going to want to work for yeah. anyone. <laughs> so that's actually a good theory, I think. It, would you think it's MSK2, Glenn? I mean, that's such a boring answer, though. Like, you can't it's have it. It's not a boring be... answer. They it's snuck their answer. way into the match, a match that they don't belong, which we'll get into it in the main event. But just get rid of the Dusty Cup then. If the winners, if winning it means nothing of what it's supposed to be, right? But Creed Brothers won. They're supposed to face the tag team champions and MSK sneak, sneak their way in there. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying they're the only suspects in my mind right now. And this is going to be a yeah. brand new tag team. Oh, MSK, yeah, they, they do fit in terms of, if you look at all the tag teams, whether it's on the main roster or on NXT roster, I think MSK fit, fits the best. Hmm. Wow, does nothing for Glenn. Look at him yawning on him. Wow, Glenn. Wow. I think those vignettes with Riddle were the high point of MSK's. (laughs) The high point, get it? Uh, Uh. (laughs) Justin Smith. By the way, like in WWE 2K22, some of the wrestlers look quite good. And one like Riddle, like there are some, there are some, there's like nightmare fuel with the way that they did their facial reconstruction. Some of them look incredible and others just look like, oh, that's that's bad. That is not that's not a good essence or likeness of the person. Who yep. in particular? I, I was mean, just thinking of Riddle. There's a whole thing where you have to like attack Riddle backstage. But there's just someone you look at their face and you're just like, it's got this weird like dead-eyed look. Yeah. Not like he's stoned, but just like weird like he's, there's no soul. Whatever. I know what you're saying, yeah. Like yeah. Oh, like, like in Devil's Advocate when they start seeing like the demonic face. No, that would be cool. I wish it was like Devil's Advocate. <laughs> More things should be like Devil's Advocate, except at the end with the whole it was all a dream and now Al Pacino's going to try and seduce him to the dark side from a different way. We don't talk about Devil's Advocate enough anymore. Oh, I love that movie. I love that movie. Probably my top 10 or 15 favorite. With that in mind, Hot Topic and Big Idea, in the year 2022, Issa, does Satan still exist or has he just finally convinced us that his presence is no longer, uh, you know, lurking? I mean, he still exists, but there's people out there just willing to one-up him. You know what I mean? That's oh, how it's ha- you have you thought. have your people that are your trailblazers, right? The first off, and then you have somebody that always going to come along and do it better. So wow. is Satan the most evil entity out there? I don't think so, but he trailed away for evil entities. So Alfred, in the year 2022, does Satan need to release a diss track or something to call out all the the wannabes? 
Maybe he already has. I mean, yeah, I'd love to see it. And are we sure Satan is a man? I'm just just putting that out there. It could be, and especially in terms of the distraction. Wow, Alfred, just at me next time, okay? (laughs) (laughs) It could just be a gender neutral, you know, it's fluid, you know? Hot takes and big ideas on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Uh,. Justin Smith 299 saying happy NXT day to my favorite wrestling ink trio. Thank you. Thank you, Justin. Appreciate it. Jody Charlotte Jenkins, Canadian $5. That's like four bucks American saying Grimes would get future endeavored pretty quick on the main roster. In fact, name five people in NXT that wouldn't. Tony D'Angelo. Yeah. All five Alliance. Of <laughs> <laughs> I think Carmelo would do as long as he had trick with him. I think Vince would think trick Williams is hilarious and that would help Carmelo. I think Gunther will survive. Gunther will survive the main roster. I mean, especially if you look at how he's starting to trim down. He's starting to get yeah. abs. He's got a chest now. Is yeah, I think uh, Gunther might be, especially this version of Gunther. Right. I don't. Gunther have else. just reminds me of like, uh, uh, like you know, the kid you knew sort of freshman year who was kind of a dork who everyone called Fred, and he came back. You know, sophomore year in a bit better shape. I was like, my name's actually Rick now. People are like, dude, your name's Fred. He's like, yeah, Fred Rick. And now I'm going by Rick, and I need you all to recognize. Fred, exactly. Fred's dead. Fred's dead now. It's all about the Rick train, yeah. you know. Uh, Brian Barry, Buck ninety nine. Isa, did oh, you see did Roman's see WrestleMania it. workout video? I did uh, at least a half million times. It's been wow. playing nonstop on a loop since it was released. Wow. That's dedication, right? Have now. you guys seen it? Have you guys seen it? I've I not have not. It. But WrestleMania workout videos, that is one of the underrated treasures of WrestleMania season. I love <laughs> no, seeing no, no. This isn't this isn't a WrestleMania workout video. This is a Roman Reigns on God mode oh. workout video, okay? Rusev has the greatest WrestleMania workout video of all time. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> uh, I'll have to look that up. Uh, Please do. I'll send you the link. Some of my favorites. But Gunther, <laughs> Gunther took on Duke Hudson. I wonder who's going to win. Uh, Gunther flanked by Imperium, who looked like they just stepped off the set of Sprockets, uh, accompanying <laughs> Gunther to the ring tonight, where Gunther got a pretty easy win over Duke Hudson. This was a, uh, I thought this was amazing. I thought Gunther looks to be in great shape. And I mean, those chops. He hit Thank one shot. you. I was you waiting know, for just, somebody to bring that up. I was like, my he, God. He was going for because he was hitting them hard, but he wasn't getting that pop. Uh, and then there was just one particular, and I think he hit him back to back, that it was like the loudest shot you'll ever hear. And this It place, sounded louder than a Bianca Belair hair whip. Like, it, did. it was insane, the sound that this shot made. R.I.P. Duke Hudson's, like, chest. Yeah. This might have been literally the loudest chop I've ever heard. And the, the place went crazy for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gunther looks good, man. He's he's looking good, but uh, yeah, I'm still still getting used to it. Brian Berry, dollar ninety nine, asking how many tickets have they sold for Mania? Do we know? It's not sold. I out. don't. I don't know the amount. I know it's not sold out. I was no. I was doing a stream on my channel where I was looking at prices, and I do know that the get in prices. Obviously, you'll be in the nosebleeds, but you can get in Saturday night for around fifty dollars. Mm. Sunday night for about thirty dollars, which I was shocked that Sunday night is actually going cheaper, but. 
based on my research, there's still a lot of tickets available. Yeah, I think each night has sold. The last night check was like close to sixty thousand. It might have passed yep. sixty thousand per night. But I mean, mm-hmm. they're not going to sell out each night. So I don't know how they're going to play that in the one hundred thousand seat Dallas. I don't know if they're going to tell people that yeah. two hundred thousand people came to WrestleMania, but. You know, they're not going to even come close to like the 80,000 that they had last They're getting price for NXT stand and deliver. It's like $30, but I'm talking like in the hundreds close to the floor. So yeah. I was like, listen, if you have nothing to do Saturday afternoon before Mania, I guarantee you, if you wait for the day off to buy those tickets, you're going to get a deal on NXT. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm telling you, it's, it's going to be weird because getting from downtown to AT&T is not... Yeah, an easy trek. No, we're looking at an hour minimum. Easily. I feel like NXT, it took an hour last time. Yeah, NXT stand and deliver is gonna have to be a very short card in order for them to accomplish. I'm assuming they're gonna book a base on thinking people are gonna go right to WrestleMania from there. So I will hope that this is not going to be a long show. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So you guys are on your own covering that. I'll be in Dallas. <laughs> I don't even know what we're doing. Let's come up in two weeks. Uh, I don't know which night we get. I guess yeah, I, I like was to... gonna say we'll get that email from Raj in the next day or two asking about how we're gonna handle all of the freaking wrestling for the next week and a half. I mean, Saturday <laughs> night is the night with uh Becky and Charlotte, so that's probably my vote for the one I would prefer to cover. Hmm. And Austin's gonna be on that show too. Yeah, that's my thing. It's well, we're, we don't know when Seth Rollins' is, and Cody's thing's going to be, but that'll be fun. It's got to be right. Sunday. It's got to be yeah, Sunday. That, that'll be I don't Sunday. know because I thought they're putting, if they put AJ and Edge on night two, you have to put Seth and Cody on night one, mm. I would assume, because then you have, I think those are the top three matches with the most hype right now. If you put Cody and, and Seth, all of those matches on night two, you're killing night one. Outside of Austin, obviously, and the women, but... Yeah, yeah. Be t- I think that'll even it out on a Saturday. And yeah. It'll be at a fever pitch by then, and I think you just need to give the people what they want. I think you'll open the show. I think I don't – because if they're not going to have Cody come out anytime before WrestleMania, then have Seth Rollins open WrestleMania going crazy and snapping and then just get it over with. I mean, it's the worst-kept secret in wrestling outside of CM Punk coming back. That'd make complete sense, and the crowd would be nice and hot, and that would be yeah. one of the biggest ways to get a huge pump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hot topics and big ideas. Alfred, in the year 2022, can DC hope to possibly catch up with Marvel's lock on a cinematic universe? Uh, It'll be on the back of The Rock, but no, I don't think they will. I think by then, The Rock will uh, be running for president, and uh, I don't think um, it's going to work out. Issa? Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's going to work out for them. I mean, it's crazy at this point, right? I mean, Marvel is. is just... In fact, I mean, like Sony, Sony trying to travel in Marvel's wake with their little bootleg non-Spider-Man universe is killing it more consistently than DC is at this point. Yeah. Even some of these independent imprints like The Boys and Invincible, I take over DC movies. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Every once in a while, DC will hit a really good one. But with Marvel, it just seems like nonstop bangers that just keep putting out good stuff. I've heard the new Batman is good. I'm disappointed it's not Ben Affleck. You know, I watched Deep Water. Over the you weekend. live. You live, Edward Long. Okay. <laughs> I watched Deep Water, allegedly an erotic thriller that was neither erotic nor thrilling. Um, it was a very boring film. Deep Water does sound like an erotic film. Well, yeah, it's it supposed does. to be an erotic thriller, and it's like, and I love oh, a good erotic thriller. I love it. 
Erotic thriller is one of the best genres of movie, most consistent, even when it's bad, it's good. And this is just boring and it, it was just dull. And it's on Hulu. Oh my God. I'm sorry. But Glenn, I just thought about this and I thought of you. And that's why I clicked play on this. And then it ended up being com something completely different. Have you watched Bad Vegan? on netflix i heard about this my wife wants to watch it we have not watched you it. have to watch it you it's it's like i've heard it's good it is good but i thought i was gonna watch vegan people saying they're vegan and they're eating meat behind people's back that's not what it was at all this is like the tinder swindler like 10 times worse it's a very very good documentary <laughs> that was you thought of what the show is because we're gonna interview people they're like i'm vegan i mean i eat chicken on occasion and then and then they go like a spy cam and cash from like eating burgers like why not i think that'll be a great documentary that's Sorry. what i thought it was that's honestly what i thought it was until you oh, explained no, it. No, no, somebody no. explained what it was but when i heard bad vegan that's what i thought it was like they were no out no, no. this is like it was a woman that owned uh uh a vegan restaurant in New York, one of the very first ones to go like Main Street and all that. Mm -hmm. And she ended up marrying this guy that ends up conning her. And she ends up not paying, like stealing the investor's money, not paying her employees. They take off and she gets caught because they order a pizza from Domino's on the <gasps> real name in Tennessee. I mean, it's crazy. You got to watch it. You got to watch oh, it. It's God. really good. So my wife. I, I think she was in it, though. I think she was in it. <laughs> so speaking of which, my wife doesn't pay super close attention all the time when TV is on or the commercials during wrestling, and she literally thought Domino Masters was a show about people that work at Domino's Pizza. <laughs> and I, she was like, "Man, these sponsored shows. Like, do the sponsors just come up with the show idea?" And I'm like, "Hun, it's it's actual Domino's. They're setting up and knocking them down. This isn't like Lego Masters, you know?" Like, yeah. Not but you should watch it. It's a really it's not gonna be what you were expecting okay. at all. We finally watched Mitchell's versus the Machines last night on Netflix, which was goddamn delightful. And I'm sorry that I took a year to watch that. That's one of the best films I've seen in recent memory. Wow. Very good family film. Very funny. Very funny film. It's by uh produced by Lord Lord and Miller, who did 21 Jump Street, 22 hmm. Jump Street, the Lego movie, and so on. Love their sense of humor. It was a very, very uh clever film. Back to NXT tonight. Uh, we did get that stare down between LA Knight coming out and Gunther. Is LA Knight going to go over Gunther no. at Stand and Deliver? No. This and is a match that could be quick. If you're if we're talking about quick matches, you just have a couple. LA Knight is very over, though. I will say that, especially in this yeah. crowd. He's, he's doing a good job endearing himself to them, but I see Gunther winning. And Gunther cut a very good promo, I thought. Yeah. Eric Grothwell with the point that Peacemaker and Suicide Squad. So it's weird that James Gunn is basically holding down the DC universe at this point. Yeah. Like a Marvel director is the one that's doing the best work in DC. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. That's what's going to take. Yeah. It's like what Tony Khan is doing. Yeah. He's stealing all the WWE people. <laughs> the guy who headlined WrestleMania was the best wrestler they had last year. <laughs> So, uh, and uh, LA Knight was out with MSK in the ring. I don't know. How could MSK get there if they were trashing Creed's? It's just thing? backstage. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. Don't know. They need, we need more tag teams that we care about in NXT. Yeah, agreed. Maybe there's a new one. Maybe uh, Headbangers are back. Maybe they were the ones Ooh. that did it. Yeah. New Age Outlaws reunion. <laughs> so, Cameron Grimes, we saw that promo we talked about. Um, total babyface promo. Um, and then we had the 
Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Finals for the women. Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai versus Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray. We predicted on this podcast that Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai were a lock, but after a lengthy and uh, intense match, Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray won. Wendy Chu, America's sweetheart. Just a phenomenal gimmick, phenomenal wrestler. Looks like money every time she's in the ring. And yet she lost tonight. Issa, what do you think of this uh, this call? Um, I think it's, I mean, I was kind of rooting for them. I liked the, the mismatch and how far they made it when they first paired them up. I didn't think it was going to be a thing and they really won me over, but I like seeing Io and Kylie Ray win. It just, the match was great. I thought they all did an excellent job. Io Shirai is still just as great as ever. At one spot, she literally came out of nowhere flying. And I was like, God, I miss seeing Io being involved in something like big. And now she's going to be, but I can't think of the match because of the aftermath of the match of them saying they're going to just use their Dusty Cup win to, to make it a fatal four-way for the NXT women's title match. But then then give the Dusty Cup to, to Dakota and, and Wendy Chu. And, and, and why is Cora J helping them and not angry? Then now she's got to face two other women. This whole, like, make it make sense. One of you, please make it make sense. Yeah, I hated that. I hated everything that happened after the pinfall. I liked everything leading up to it. But after they counted three and they did that whole thing where they completely transformed what it means to win this Dusty Cup and even had Wade Barrett questioning, like, can they even do that? Which I'm sure they're going to come up with a reason as to why they can, which is just complete crap. So I didn't like that they, they won the match. They're not getting what the match is designed to give you. They're doing something else that kind of buries the tag team championships. And then at the same time, they really built up the idea of um, Dakota Kai being the first person to win this twice. That would have been a nice little story if they would have pulled that off, but they didn't. So it's just like nobody really got what they wanted out of this whole thing. Yeah. Like, why can't you have Dakota Kai when they should win and, and set up some kind of attack to where you involve EO and Kylie Ray in the women's match and then you have contenders for the tag team titles as well? I, I don't know. It just it just didn't feel right. Like, the Dusty Cups winners, like, they don't get what they were supposed to get at the end of both of these tournaments. So why did we do it for? And I think uh, to an extent they telegraphed this when Mandy Rose said last week about Cora Jade and said, fine, you and whatever other women want to compete for this stand and deliver i'll take you all on like it becoming a fatal four-way i feel was not a huge surprise tonight and that's again they're already doing that with carmelo hayes in terms of him saying he could take everybody on but they have one idea for their heels so now they're going to do the same exact thing with mandy rose and why is cora j helping them she should have came out and complained she had to create all of these crazy traps to be able to get her match. Like, these women did nothing compared to all the work that Cora J put in, and she's just helping them. That's going to be her downfall. She's not winning the titles next Saturday. She's not. Who is that? Maybe she created more traps. Maybe that next week on NXT, she's going to create two traps so that it could be a one-on-one -on -one match, and Io Shirai <laughs> is going to get sucked into the, you know, Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> I was talking about this the other day. Did we finally solve the Bermuda Triangle thing, or do we just avoid that altogether now? Listen, I live on one of the corners of the Bermuda Triangle, and I can tell you it is not solved. Because remember, in the 70s and 80s, the Bermuda Triangle was everywhere. I thought 
there were 50 50 odds i was going to disappear in the bermuda triangle and that's going to be how i enter, now i, I know now i know what youtube rabbit hole i'm going to fall into tonight thanks a lot glenn nobody <laughs> talks about the bermuda triangle anymore there's a lot of things i keep a running list of things that nobody talks about anymore and the bermuda triangle is up there also on the list i have dirt bikes dirt bikes were everywhere when i was a kid <laughs> No one talks about playing for keeps anymore. Do people still play for keeps? Also, fake Rolexes. I thought every time I walked down the corner of a, of a major American city, someone would be trying to sell me a fake Rolex based on what I saw in movies and television uh, as a child. Also, no one talks about how they're from the streets anymore. Alfred, I know the streets text you, but is anyone from the streets anymore? No, 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 no. The, the people, the, the streets belong to the people. People don't belong to the streets. Yeah. Like the like the, the exchange, you know? Yes, no one talks about going for the gusto anymore. That was everywhere when I was growing up. Also, when did we stop referring to sunglasses as shades? Sunny. I feel like sun, I've never heard sunny sunnies. shades were everywhere when I was oh, I I, Sunnies, that's what we call them now. Let me put on my sunnies. Okay. Nobody uh, refers to people as the Pied Piper of blank. Everyone used to be, well, he's like the Pied Piper. Yeah, but then R. Kelly started calling himself the Pied Piper. Yeah, yeah that probably of, killed yeah. that. Uh, amnesia, is that still a thing? I thought I would fall and hit my head and not remember who I was. I pretty, I was sure I would go through that multiple times as an adult. I don't remember the last time I said amnesia. <clears throat> the last time I got concussed, I still can't remember how it happened. So, the, but that's, is that the same as amnesia where you're like, yeah. yes, it is, Glenn. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Well, I'm talking, I wake up in the hospital and my family is there and I say, who are you people? I'm talking full. And then they take me home and I'm like, you're all strangers to me. And then like, like a week later, I just magically go, now I'm starting to remember. And then I understand. Do you want you that? Like are you longing movie? for that? I saw so much in movies and TV. I thought I might be in like a situation like the movie Overboard or something. Mm. You know, overboard. There, there's, there's a movie called Secret Obsession, I think, on oh. Netflix. That is about a girl that, that got amnesia. You should watch it. It's like the worst movie I've ever seen. That's why you should watch it. <laughs> okay, now I'm watching um, it. Nobody, watch. yeah. <laughs> nobody talks about having ESP anymore. Did that just disappear? ESP oh, because was everywhere. Now we, say, now we say we have ESPN because of Mean Girls. Okay, okay. Um, there's no more souffle humor. There is no more be quiet. I'm cooking a souffle and it won't rise if you make too much noise. Uh, we don't talk about timeshares enough anymore. I feel like Disney Vacation Club perhaps claps, uh, class that up a bit. So now timeshares are a bad thing. Also, Excuse what if happened? There was, there was that Puerto Rico timeshare. I know, and I love that. And that was the last time I heard about timeshares. Also, whatever happened to fighting the man? I feel like we heard we heard about the dangers of the man for so long and nobody talks about the man i think the man is one because we're not talking about the man anymore well i mean the man That's always me. transfers into something different so you call him the man and then it turns into something else and so you're just always fighting the authority to oh, i was the gonna man is say always I, idea. I was gonna say the man turned into big time back so we don't talk about the man anymore <laughs> oh, perhaps uh wine coolers are those still a thing or are we just all on hard seltzer now i uh, hard seltzers I, are you okay? Yeah, Bartles and James was the shit. I'm oh, not amped up. No, I want this to go up. You keep going. Keep okay, firing yeah. the shot, <laughs> Ring around the collar. Did we solve ring around the collar? Ring around the collar was like the number four biggest threat to America for the 1960s to 1990. And no I did we defeat about. it? Because I don't remember ring around the collar. I don't remember that V-Day where we had the parade. Also, whatever happened to hubcaps getting stolen? And why is Oh, I remember that. You can have the shittiest car, but if you're in a bad neighborhood, they're going to steal your hubcaps. Do Tesla's oh, have yeah. hubcaps? 
That is no. a good question. Because I think more question. and more people have kept Teslas now until then they're going out of style. Uh, flashers and peeping toms. Uh, did that just all move to OnlyFans in the internet? Is that something that's still a thing? But I feel like, again, that was a real threat to society. No, there are still peeping, peeping toms. If you live in a city big enough, you okay, see okay, them every so day. Like spokesmodels. Is spokesmodel still something that I could go on Star Search and win a competition to become a spokesmodel? for a you brand you still can't even go on star search that was a stop being a thing a long time ago okay what about two-timing i always liked when people would say two-timing well you know he's two-timing or like why Why did is it just the idea that perhaps that was too limiting and now if you're cheating or being unfaithful why stop at two why not be three or four you know so two-timing seems almost antiquated yeah i feel so like Kevin Owens two-timed us last night oh yeah see, see buttermilk <laughs> I don't feel like I hear about buttermilk enough anymore. I feel like buttermilk was present everywhere when I was growing up, and now there's no buttermilk anymore. Should be because it's very keto friendly. See, there you go. Hang gliding is hang. Did, did parasailing replace hang gliding? Yes. Okay. Uh, no one complains anymore about being a victim of circumstance. I feel like that was a good title we could assign to ourselves when bad things happen. Uh, Russian roulette, that might be a, too much of a hot button topic given the current world situation. We won't talk about that. MSG, did we eradicate MSG? Because everywhere it was always no MSG. Got to watch out for the MSG. Now I don't hear people like, did MSG win or did it go away? No, we replaced know. it with THC. Yeah. Okay. Uh, acid rain. Did shit just get so fucked up that acid rain is like the least of our worries now? Or is that still like a very real threat? I, I I've never heard of be acid rain before, actually. Yeah, I think it will be a threat forever. Watch the episode of Different Strokes where Kimberly washes her hair with rainwater. She saves it in a copper bowl. The acid rain reacts to the copper bowl, turns her hair green. Acid rain was a very big threat to society. How thin is her hair that she can wash it with? I have thick hair. There's no way that rain water is going to wash my hair. Okay. Uh, also, no one talks about wearing their birthday suit anymore. Like, I think oh, we need I to do. bring that Onlyfans.com slash NYC. And lastly, why doesn't anyone refer to the good old days anymore? Because I feel like my whole life I grew up hearing about the good old days. And now, you know. Well, unfortunately, like that, the people who told you about the good old days, I mean, they're probably not with us anymore. Had it been years ago. And, you know, unfortunately, RIP. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but you know. Yeah. And that's my updated list. I will. Uh, this is my semi-annual airing of grievances from the running list. I keep. I'm going to start my own list. Thank you, yeah, Glenn. Now you inspire me. I'll start my list for sure. Yeah. What What are these lists are we doing? Uh, what, like things that you feel don't get talked about. Yeah, because we watch a lot of old TV and commercials, and I'll see like, oh, they disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle, and I'm like, holy shit! When did we stop talking about the Bermuda Triangle? That was everywhere. My youth, like that was a very real fear that I had. Yeah. But that's what it was designed to do is get people to stop talking about it because they get sucked into it and you never see them again. So it, it did its job. We, we live in alternate realities, realities now. So these things might have been left behind on one of the alternate realities that we're not part of anymore. It's this is possible. all a simulation. You know that, right? Yeah. It's quite possible. Anyhow, uh, you're trying Kaylee Ray won this match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Toxic Attraction came out, and they announced they're going to be not challenging for the tag titles, but instead cashing in their opportunity in a fatal four-way against Mandy Rose and Cora Jade for the NXT Women's title. 
I'm assuming you know if I have if I had yeah. to put a positive spin on this, it's the fact that these two got paired up because of you know the injuries and all that. They're single stars. They're not a real tag team. So why would they go for the tag teams and had to stick together after the Dusty Cup? So I guess if I want to look at it from a different perspective, it will make sense that they wouldn't want to go for the tag team titles. Yeah, well, there is a way that they could have told that story and kind of subtly hinted that that's the direction that they may take because they completely did this like a Doex Machina where right. it's just this new secret power that you didn't even know existed. And I don't think anybody thought that this is the direction they were taking. But I like what you said, Issa, and I would have liked if they would have kind of hinted toward the fact that they might not be a tag team after. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I was holding out hope. I thought Nikita Lyons might show up at the end and they turn it into a five-way for the title. Oh, I love that. That'd be a good five-way. What does it do with you? I said it'd be a good five-way. It's time to match. What are you giggling about? I just, I I agree. I think it'll be great. I love Nikita Lyons. Nikita's great. (laughs) But they got to do something. I'm I'm tired of this. We're going to introduce you to a character that has a lot of potential and then we just just ignore them and write them off to you. Okay, she's been in the waiting room. Jesus, stop putting all this pressure on me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Do not disparage Nikita Lyons' honor. Right <laughs> That's an injustice you're doing it's, to the rest of the world. You are a selfish man. Alfred. It's just a dream come true for me. I'm sorry. I'm speaking it into existence. <laughs> I think Glenn um, Glenn is adding something to the list as we speak. No. <laughs> I was looking, uh, I was getting like weird spam on my phone. Um, very strange. Uh, Justin Smith, $2 saying hard seltzers all the way Dakota and Wendy for life. I should give an update on my seltzer woes that I bought a seltzer maker. I bought an old timey speaking of time. I bought an old timey seltzer spray bottle. Cause I want to get, you know, pie fights and keystone cop antics where i spray seltzer at people uh no i bought a seltzer maker you know it's got the little cartridges you put the water in you twist the cartridge in you hear the the co2 go in you shake it up here's my issue i leave it overnight i go the next night i spray the seltzer out it comes out with a torrent a big blast and it goes flat after like two minutes like it's not holding the carbonation what a ripple very disappointing i know i don't understand that and you then no, I bought, I bought a separate seltzer. Okay, because this is this is my thought. Not I'm going to return the first one. I'm going to buy another one by a different brand and see if I have the same problem. And lo and behold, same thing. Flat seltzer. What are the tricks of the seltzer making pros? Do I need to? Du- I'm afraid to double carbonate it and use two things because it's pressurized. Maybe I'll go outside with like a face shield or something. And hopefully, it won't <laughs> blow up in my face. Please film it. Whatever you end up doing with it. Yes. Please. Film it. please. I got to figure it out, and I got to figure out how much room you leave if you add more CO2. So it could expand. I have to look at the science of this. Me who dropped out of high school in 10th grade, having taken like, you know, physical science class and half of a semester of bio and then said, I'm good. Uh, You know, I don't know how this is going to work with uh, chemistry and gases and whatnot, but uh, it's very disappointing. The seltzer adventure has been very, I wanted to help the environment because I felt bad buying seltzer in cans. That's not real. I need a video of whatever you do with this double carbonation you say it is. Yeah, I'm going to try and use two CO2 canisters worth instead of one. I mean, it could, it, yeah, I could lose a limb, perhaps. I don't know. I don't know what could happen. The danger is making shelter at home. Yes. <laughs> Film it for us. We need to see this. Yes. Not that I'm oh. hoping this happens. It's just, you know, you're going to want this on camera. 
But NXT was good tonight. Uh, but there's just a lot of this stuff that I just don't care about. I just don't care about a lot of this shit. Because you had too many worries in your head based on that list you were yeah. reading off earlier. <laughs> Issa, you're near the Bermuda Triangle. It's really, that explains all your internet woes. I mean, you're lucky every time you return. You're right. That you make you're it right. Back. You're right. You're right. I know. I know. I know. Do people actually go missing around your area, uh, Issa, in terms of the Bermuda Triangle? Is, the, is that a thing where people will disappear and you won't know what happened to them? No, no, it's just a crime rate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, it's not funny, but... <laughs> oh, Jesus. Dumb. Here I am picturing people, like, navigating their boat and the compass starts going around in circles. You know, and no, you said to get fucking. Busted. I've traveled a lot in my life from Puerto Rico to Puerto Rico. I'm still here, and we go through. The, you have to go by the triangle every time you leave Puerto Rico. So maybe I'm not me. Why you know? was there so much hype oh. over the Bermuda Triangle for all those years? I don't know, but I'm telling you right now, I'm going to be texting you at like 5 a.m., sending you all kinds of links and be like, you're not going to believe the shit I found. <laughs> I know that. I already know that's going to be my rabbit hole for today, thanks to you. The Bermuda Triangle. There you go. Yep. <laughs> we'll solve it. I'm gonna folks. tell you one thing. When I fly out next week, I'm gonna like film like the beginning of my flight. Are you okay? Yeah, I just uh, dropped. Uh, my light almost fell, and I caught it. I oh my god! <laughs> this is getting creepy. I was just like, you did that as I'm talking about. Maybe something will happen weird as you're going by it, and then your shit's falling apart. We we need to we need to wrap this up. <laughs> it just it just fell into the Bermuda Triangle, actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Friday night, SmackDown. Tomorrow night is Wednesday, Dynamite. We'll be back uh, Friday to talk about SmackDown and Rampage. Play some more 2K22. See how that goes. Maybe I'll play some Fortnite. Fortnite got rid of building, everyone. So Really? Uh, oh, let's yeah. go. Let's go. I'm coming I'll back. I'm not even good at building, and I miss being able to throw up like defense when someone's shooting I, at me. I don't know? do that. I'm I'm not a wuss. Like I don't. I'm not into building. Come shoot me. Let's shoot it out. You know what I mean? What is that whole building a tower? No, I don't. I, I don't like that when you when you run into someone and they build up three stories to try and get the above. Yeah, the that I don't like. They have a freaking skyscraper building like two seconds while you're like switching guns. It's like nah, yeah. nah. I'm not about that life. Some people macro that shit. Like they have a macro on their computer that basically just hits in the keystrokes to toss up a uh, fort, essentially. Well, I'm not about that life. I want to yeah. shoot it out with you. I yeah, have well, no idea what any of these references mean. But you haven't played sounds... Fortnite. I you think I played play... once, but I I don't remember it. You play because uh, you play for the dance moves, probably. <laughs> yeah, I did to learn the dance moves. <laughs> I was playing squads one time and like everybody in my squad died for me and it was just me against a squad of four and they were all around me. So I just started dancing and I swear to you, the game went on for like five minutes with me dancing and then just standing like around me waiting to shoot me until I finished dancing. Best game ever. I've gotten okay at Fortnite. For the first year or two, I would just basically hide until the end and then try and pull off like a miracle victory when there were only like four other people left. But I've actually gotten okay. I mean, I can get like five or six kills in a game and, uh, you know, maybe eke out a victory. I don't know. It's fun, but there's no build mode. It's going to take a while to get used to, but they added sprinting and you can like repel on walls and stuff. Now it's, uh, it's more elaborate, but still no WWE skins, which is kind of, uh, incredible. 
that they yeah. haven't done a collab with Fortnite yet. Agreed. Yeah. But new Marvel skins this season, Doctor Strange and uh, Prowler. And uh, there'll probably be some more. Oh, I had the Black Widow from like their first yeah. Marvel collaboration. That's like one of my favorite skins. I'm so pissed I didn't play the season when the X-Men skins were in the game. Yeah, I know. I know. Because I'll, I mean, I'm not even a Wolverine fan, but I want the Wolverine skin. Um, okay. So uh, us three will see you back on Friday, tomorrow night. Alfred, you and Justin? Me and Justin tomorrow for AEW Dynamite. Should be fun. I missed us. I don't understand why Alfred keeps on not showing up to hang out with us. Look at how much fun we had tonight. You know? Oh, I love yeah, I love hanging out with you guys. I'm not uh, leaving for a while now. Um, you know, this is I'm here to stay, everybody, until the next time I'm gone. Okay. There you go. Everybody have a good night. Uh we've solved many mysteries tonight. I learned what OnlyFans was. That was exciting. Yeah. Uh, and we will see you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. <laughs>